This is a message to all my supporters of this podcast. I'm introducing a new supporters program. You can contribute a small amount as a one-off payment to show your love for this podcast. Thank you in advance for all your contributions. News, laws, and regulations are changing by the day. We get it. And at ADP, we're here to help guide you with up-to-the-minute compliance expertise so you can pay your people accurately and on time, regardless of what each new day may bring. Learn more at ADP.com. Uh, well, sure. So uh, I'll talk about the market in general, then us. I mean, we are we have been setting up for about a year and a half to be virtual training-wise, with the exception yep. of two, two live events, which now we're going virtual with, starting next yep. week. This is the Absolute Business Mindset Podcast, created and hosted by Mark Hayward. I am a corporate employee with an entrepreneurial mindset. This podcast will help and support you with new ideas about business. These are my thoughts, ideas, and comments. Today, I'm talking to Chris uh, Proflatane, is that right? Prefontaine. Prefontaine. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, I'm going to be talking to him about his 30 years of real estate investment experience. Um, and we're going to go delve into a little bit more detail about real estate and, and property uh, to really gain an understanding of how he has created a successful business. Hello, Chris. How are you? I'm terrific. Thanks, Mark. Fantastic. Fantastic. It's good to hear from you. So we're going to delve straight into it. Um, so can you tell me, welcome again. Um, can you tell me your origin story? What's your sort of education background? Yeah, so I went to uh, college for business, but the whole time I was in college, I was working for a family company. My my drive was that. I mean, I went through it, but my drive was to, to work and um, I got through college and then dove right into the family business. It was not real estate. It was okay. actually a welding supply business, but I watched my dad build buildings and, and lease them back to himself. And that was kind of my entry into real estate. Okay. So you've had 30 years worth of real estate investment experience. What's made you so successful for, uh, for 30 years? You know, I wish I could tell you I was successful <laughs> the entire time, right? But, um, you know, being able to bop and weave and pivot with the market, meaning look what's going on right now worldwide. You know, there are yep. challenges. And so... We've got to just adapt. Real estate's interesting. It will always be good if you're um, in the right niche and if you're able to change and pivot with the market. Super important. And and would you say, like, as you mentioned, the sort of experience we've got with coronavirus and everything, do you see this as an opportunity to be able to pivot some of your businesses, maybe digitally? Uh, well, sure. So uh, I'll talk about the market in general, then us. I mean, we are we have been setting up for about a year and a half to be virtual training wise, with the exception yeah. of two, two live events, which now we're going virtual with starting next yeah. week. Right. But as far as the, the real estate niche that we're in, um, there are opportunities. There's no question because the conventional sale is going to get harder and harder, as everyone knows, not to mention the restrictions with realtors. So we are actually busier and our students are busier than ever in the last 10 days. And um, so, so you, you've, I read about that you've got commercial and residential experience in real estate. What's the different challenges that you found with the difference between real, uh, residential and commercial? 
Well, for the new person, commercial can be very difficult, right? Unless you understand and are buying on what we call terms, which is what we do now, um, commercial is a hard thing to crack because it's a, it's a lot bigger numbers and the loans are going to require a lot more cash down. So again, if you're buying on terms, not requiring banks. What do you mean um, by terms? Uh, terms for us means, Mark, lease purchase and owner financing. That's how we buy everything, especially right. after the, the uh, 08 crash. We just don't deal with banks anymore. And so right. the, the new person, residential, I think is the safer bet. Not to mention, again, look what we're going through right now. Do first-time buyers stop buying? No, they're going to always look for homes. They're going to get married. They're going to get homes. And, and that's how it's always going to be, in my opinion. So it's an easier market to operate in. And so residential, um, so, so would you say, so for the first up investor that's, so, so just give me a bit of insight. I'm, I'm starting to invest in, a, in, in property in the UK. Um, I, I inherited a couple of properties and I'm, I'm taking loans out to be able to purchase other ones. Um, it's, it's, it's a process, isn't it? I think because what I've really understood from doing this now um, on, on a couple of buying a couple of properties it's really you need to you need to drill down and understand the process of each of the steps to be able to make sure that you're managing the time frames as well as the costs. Is that something that you only experience by doing or can can you learn it uh, on your coaching courses? Well, okay, good question. So I think um, I don't think I know in the real estate training space right now and has been for decades, there's a big gap. And the gap is that time frame from when someone takes a course until someone can actually do a deal. So to your yeah. exact question, what is that required to bridge the gap? It requires someone to be in the trenches with you. And that could be by, by, uh, you know, by virtue of just doing training calls with you, but on your live deals, it mm -hmm. could be by participating in the deals with you by speaking with your buyers and sellers. Like, yes, I think it's super important to learn, but I also think there needs to be, some handholding for lack of a better word. And that's what we do as a company. And I know there, there are others that do that, but there are just so many courses that leave people hanging in high and dry. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, how would you say um, a person, so, so I'm currently doing this, I'm currently have a, have a job. Um, how do investors manage um, the, the, the balance between the job and your real estate and having that as your secondary income? How, how do, what's the best ways of being able to approach juggling both, both of them at the same time? Yeah, good question. I, I would explore, we do this with our students and anything I'm saying is exactly how I operate. So I would explore the, your goals. Let's say I was talking to you. I would yeah. explore your goals. I'd explore your hours that you have put aside and then make sure those are, in the expectations match because if you get yeah. out of the gate right away with false expectations, you're going to be frustrated. Then yeah. secondly, where are you going with this? Like, is it two or three years you want to go full time or forever? Are you good with just doing a few deals a year? Either way is okay. But again, if we manage expectations up front, we're going to be much better off. A, a quick example, our deals average about $75,000 per deal. And we create three paydays every deal. Well, if you're part-time and you're doing just a few of those a year, most people will be super happy with that. So that doesn't mm. take a lot of time. Mm. And, uh, so, so, so you, whatever coaching you do, um, you, you need to understand the goals of what the person wants to achieve. Um, you, you mentioned that, do you, you think that's the, the most important thing when you're, when an investor is starting out? 
I think that and uh, the piece I said about managing expectations, because yeah. unfortunately, there are a lot of internet and late night commercials telling you that tomorrow you can make a million dollars. Well, you might long term and a whole bunch more, but you've got to set your expectations to go through a bit of a process with your coach or mentor or training program or board of directors or you know someone that you trust mm-hmm. and be able to manage those expectations, in my opinion, by committing for three full years to the process. Uh, that's interesting. So, um, so, so what, uh, I, I always say on my podcast that you've got to commit to something for at least five years to actually really be successful or, uh, in inverted commas, an expert, things don't happen o- overnight. Um, uh, would, is that a shared experience? Would you say that you need to, as you, as you said earlier on, get in the trenches and understand the processes? Yeah, I think it's a bare minimum three-year commitment. I'm not saying, so I love your five. I'm not saying that's going to take someone three years. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is when someone commits to that, yeah, I know they won't get the shiny object syndrome and try to go do something else. This isn't about trying it. This is about diving straight in and immersing yourself. And if you're doing that with someone that has experience, I promise you, you'll have a great experience. No question you'll have a great experience. Yeah, and and to be honest, I've I've got some sort of uh, trusted advisors that are helping me on the property game, um, and and I, I've I've surrounded myself with um, excellent brokers, solicitors, and accountants to help me along the way. I, I I would I would probably say from my experience, so I've inherited two properties, and I'm I've leveraged. Um, one property and I'm going to leverage the other one with a loan to buy other properties. I would say that that, that group around you, um, trusted advisors and all the other services that you need around you are probably the most critical pieces because they can educate you. They can bring you along when you're new to something. Well, yes, I couldn't agree more, Mark. Uh, success leaves clues, right? And so if you're in real estate, it's been done since you know the 18th century. So there's no, there's no reason for you not to have someone on your shoulder. And if you, and if I look back to the two, the two most uh, trying times or challenging times that I've had has only been when I did not have that. I just recently figured that out. So yeah, it's critical to have a coach mentor or sounding board that has done what you want to do and is still currently doing it. Yeah. Um, Something I read was that you've got two strategies for a new investor that they need to prioritize. What are those two strategies? Um, I would say for the new person, the lease purchase is first and foremost because built into all our agreements is a simple $10 deposit. That's it. You're not going to a bank. You're not borrowing from investors. You're structuring a deal that's going to cost you $10 and it's a lease purchase. That's, that's a number one. After you get a few of those under your belt, then I would tell you the owner financing is an absolute amazing niche because when we say owner financing, we're talking about free and clear property, properties that sellers have that have no mortgage on them. And then you're able to structure payments to them based on principle only, not interest. Those are two very lucrative strategies. And the new person can dip their toe in those and not come out of pocket with any deposit money or bank loan. What's the principle strategy? Uh, uh, The principle only strategy? Yeah. Well, um, we look for free and clear properties. It's one of our niches. And when we find the seller that has a free and clear property, we will pay the full price for even a premium as long as they'll go out long enough on a term because we're making payments to them every month that are just going straight to principal, no interest. 
So if I okay. buy your home for 300 and I make a $1,000 monthly payments for 60 months, that's one price I can pay you. But if you tell me you'll go out 84 months, I can pay you a little more. I'm getting principal pay down for all those extra months. Right. Oh, that's, 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 that's a different, I I'm not sure whether we do that in, in, in the UK on, on, on property because a lot of the stuff is all done on interest only mortgages. Um, a lot of people start their, their property journey through interest only mortgages where they only pay the interest and then any sort of profit that they get, they can either reinvest or extract for another property. Yeah, a lot of people use leveraging here too, Mark. I don't disagree. Uh, you know, bank loans. And frankly, before the 08 crash uh, in the US, yeah. I did a lot of that. And, and my lessons learned from the 08 crashes, I just won't, <laughs> won't do that again. That's right. Fair enough. Fair enough. So um, tell me about your books. You've, you've got a, a catalog of books. Tell me, tell me maybe about your, your new book. Yeah, the, the New Rules of Real Estate, uh, 24 Leading Experts Give Some Expert Advice, was written by myself, my son, Nick, and my son-in-law, Zach. And uh, we bring you 24 different experts, but we also bring you our take on each and every chapter that they've put out. And it's not just real estate, because real estate is a head game, too. So we have Dr. Joe Vitale, who I'm sure your listeners are familiar with from the, the movie The Secret, and he's written 70 books. You know, he's He's a part of that. So you have a, it's a, it's a mindset piece as well as a real estate piece. And so that's an interesting one. And then the first bestseller was real estate on your terms. Um, I'm happy to, uh, for your list, uh, let them have either one of those for free. We ship the book if it's in the United States and if it's outside the U.S., we'll give them the electronic book. Uh, either way, I can give that link if you'd like. Yeah, yeah, of course. Send it over to me. Uh, I think you actually have sent it over to me in, right. in one of our communications earlier. I'll, I'll add it to the show notes. And awesome. then if anyone wants to, then they can, they can sign up for it that way. Terrific. So, so your, your, your recent book, your new book is, is about mindset. So that's something that I'm quite uh, enthusiastic about getting people's mindset correct to be able to do whatever they're doing, whether it's a business owner, an entrepreneur, a property investor, an employee, whatever it is, you need to have that right mindset to to attack, to approach things in a positive way. Is are they similar sort of themes that you have in 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 your book? Yeah, it's it's primarily the real estate, but the reason I added the mindset piece to different chapters as well as add-ons to chapters is that we've just learned over the years that we teach the same things to everybody. Some people have a deal done in 30 days and some in 365. Why is that? It's all mindset. Hmm. So we work on that piece simultaneous to the, the real estate piece for sure. So that's interspersed throughout the all the different techniques. Oh, interesting. Um, we kind of touched on this um, at the start, but how has the uh, coronavirus affected your business at the moment? Um, other than going virtual, it's actually turned the tables dramatically where sellers are now, it, you know, they know that it's not a seller's market. Um, so there we are putting more properties on the books. We call it a taken under contract. We call it a taken. Um, our associates, our students around the country, I think in the last 10 days took over 15 properties. So, you know, it's easier for, this, for us to grab those properties now. Now, to, on the other end, it just becomes a little harder with the buyers. So it just flipped, completely flipped. It was difficult with the sellers and easy with the buyers, and now it's flipped. And, and um, so, so I sort of uh, subscribe to the sort of contrarian view on all investing. So when everyone's panicking, 
and are fearful, that's when you should be investing. And when everyone's happy and, and, and Larry, that's when you should be thinking um, of, of selling or, or at least managing what your expectations. Um, is, is, does that fit your real estate mentality? Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And that, that's with everything. But yeah, certainly applies to what you and I are both doing. Excellent. Excellent. So, so, so you said, um, so uh, people, my experience is that people are still viewing houses um, probably on a reduced number um, than maybe, I don't know, three or four months ago, but people still are, are getting out and looking at houses that the sort of rental market and the sales market are still um, are still surviving at the moment because all the estate agents are working remotely or, or some are even still working in their office spaces. So um, is, is that something that's, that the U.S. are experiencing the same? Yeah, the, the tenant buyers that we cater to because we exit all our properties with, with uh, installing tenant buyers, they are, they're either still looking or they're getting on a waiting list and doing it virtually, which is what our community is starting to talk about more readily as recent as today. So the activity's up. It's just a matter of them being cautious going into homes. That's all. Okay, and um, and and I suppose related to this, but um, but maybe we haven't had seen the the complete pan out of this. So you, you, on the notes you said about uh, looking for how to survive um, the next recession. I'm not sure whether the coronavirus will hit a full time recession, like two, two sec, uh, two, uh, two periods, right. or whether it will, it, it might be later down the line, but what should people be preparing for when they are um, preparing for a recession? Well, it goes without saying that your cash position is going to be helpful, right? No matter who you are and what industry, forget real estate. So that's number one. But number two, Remember what I said earlier, if you're not on bank loans signed personally, I don't care where around the world you are, if you're not on those loans, you're going to have a heck of a lot less stress. And that's why we do everything on terms. And both of the books address this, but that's what we mean by recession resistant. You're never going to be recession proof, but to set yourself up with uh, the longest terms you can without signing personally is going to be a lot safer to answer the initial question. Yeah. Okay. Um, and, um, so we've touched a little bit on your coaching, but how, how do you approach your coaching of all your students? Is there a particular methodology or is it more pragmatic on depending on the, the student? Well, uh, no, everyone gets taught the same, Mark. It's just that as a, we're a little bit different, unique um, family business in this in the arena of real estate in general than within the niche of terms. So it's myself, uh, my son-in-law, Zach, and my son, Nick, and then a great support staff. And we're very hands-on. So remember earlier I said about bridging the gap. Yeah. That's how we differentiate ourselves. Our, our mission is to do deals around the world with different students. We call them associates. That's different than here's a course, good luck, which is what we hear a lot from in the, in the real estate space, unfortunately. Yeah, I, I would agree. I, I, I think that sort of um, skin in the game is what we call it in the UK. That if yeah. people have a have an investment and they feel that you're investing in it as well, it, 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 as you say, this bridges the gap that you both can move forward on on real estate deals. So, do you do you deal with just one particular area of the US, or are you are you all over? No, currently we have students primarily in uh, all the states in, in uh, the United States, maybe a few exceptions. Uh, we've got about 80 people that we actually do deals with. Those are our associates that I refer to. And then we've got students in uh, UK and Canada with our courses. Oh, awesome. So you've got people in the UK as well? Oh, yeah. 
Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. Um, thank you. Um, right. So I, I've, I've got through my questions. I, 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 as I say, at the end, I ask five quick fire questions. We've got a bit of time. Um, you don't actually have to have a quick fire answer, but, um, <laughs> but it's entirely up to you. But um, what would you say is your best decision you've made? Uh, the one post 2008 to uh, re-engineer the business to not utilize banks by far. That, that goes to the not signing personally. Right. Okay. Um, what was the best piece of advice that you've been given? Um, I would say the, the mentoring piece um, because success leaves clues. So to always find someone in the, in the space that um, not just has done it, but is still doing it as I alluded to earlier. Yeah, I would totally agree. I think you, you should, anyone to mentor you or coach you, they should have been through the process and be a couple of steps ahead of you where they can sort of guide you and help you along the way. Yeah. So much. Awesome. Um, next question is who has helped you most in your career? Uh, that see that changes over time. So every year or two, we'll look for what is the uh, program or mentor we need to get to the next level. And so every two years that changes. So that goes back to the, the proper mentor again. Okay. Um, and what, um, do you have any regrets? Um, I could say, I could easily say decisions leading up to 08, but that would be false because, because of that, the business got re-engineered and, and is doing quite well. So, um, as long as you take those as learning experiences, um, you'll welcome them instead of saying that you regret that. Totally. And it's the mindset shift and the, the, mm -hmm. the toughest times can make the, the, the most strongest people, can't they? It does actually. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, what in your career are you most proud of? Uh, the family and the business, for, by sure, by far. Um, so, is it a family-run business great. you've got there? Yeah. Yep. Who Who's involved in your from your family? Uh, my my son uh, Nick, my son-in-law Zach, um, and this is the buying and selling entity and the coaching entity. And then uh, my wife and I have always been in real estate, and then a great team around us. Excellent. Excellent. Right. That's where we're going to finish. Chris, um, thank you very much for your time. I really appreciate it. I think you've given some great insight into the real estate business. And, and, and to be honest, to, to, to understand that you are global as well is, is fantastic. Um, and uh, I, I think everyone who listens to this will be able to get a lot of value from. So thank you very much, Chris. Fantastic. Thanks for having me, Mark. Cheers. Thanks a lot.